0: You've made learning and joy your pursuit, and your control is near absolute. And then hold your breath, fear a fate worse than death. Give those reins to a new substitute. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, marksteachingmatters.com. After I retired from teaching in 2015, I became a substitute teacher and spent the next four years as both a temporary and long-term sub in several different schools in a couple of different districts. So I think I have a particularly informed approach on planning for a substitute. I certainly see it differently now than I did my very first year teaching. I look back at that first year and just have to laugh at so many things. Substitutes were one of my biggest fears. I did not want a sub in my room, partly because I was terrified of exposing my own incompetence, partly because I was certain that they could never live up to my expectations of driving my class, and partly because the amount of detail that I would need to put into sub plans to enable someone else to drive my class was mind boggling. So I had a very simple solution. Never be gone. Don't get sick. That's a relatively foolproof plan. As long as you control all the variables of the world. And of course, I soon realized that even if I did stay on top of my health, I still missed a number of days due to in-school absences, where I was called to meet with my department for an entire day to plan, or sent across town to attend a conference, to say nothing of personal days. You gotta know how to deal with a substitute, and no one ever mentioned to me, as a teacher in training, how important that is. Several pieces of advice straight off. First, whether you write a paragraph or a book of instructions on how to drive your class, it's a real crapshoot whether the sub will be able to understand and follow your directions, and it's a certainty that they won't be you. Every teacher is unique, and expecting somebody else to step in and drive your class the same way you do, especially when that person has never even seen you do it, really that's a rather ludicrous expectation. Of course, he or she, your substitute, will have a way of doing things different from yours. So, my initial strategy of planning for a substitute by carefully scripting minute-by-minute, play-by-play details of my class? Ludicrous. Laughable. That sub is facing, in essence, his or her first day. And those first days, as I have mentioned time and again, are really important. Take those opportunities of setting frameworks, setting expectations, meeting your students as a person, take those opportunities seriously and don't fritter them away by, for example, diving straight into a lesson that you know nothing about. So as a substitute, regardless of what the lesson plans told me to do, I always took the first couple of minutes to introduce myself to the students. Not just my name, but why I was a substitute teacher instead of a real teacher. What my goals were for the day and what I knew and didn't know about the subject they were studying. I loved subbing in math classes because... I got to spend all period helping kids with math, one at a time. What a gift! Subs are never expected to actually know math, so I never had to present a lesson as a math substitute. Instead, the students would be building on a concept they were working on with an assignment. Generally, they needed practice. And of course, some of the students would be puzzled by how to do this concept. And my explanation would provide a breakthrough for them because they already knew part of it. They just needed a little bit more help. And my explanation was different and a different explanation can be epiphanical for the hearer. I got to spend all day hearing Oh, that makes sense. Why didn't he just say that? Will you be our real teacher? And it would make me feel so good. I have to just slip in here this observation that I am appalled that substitute teachers don't know math. At least Algebra one. That's the foundational math class of high school. I understand. Not all adults remember their math, but if you're an educational professional and you agree to substitute in a math class, maybe you should brush up on your algebra if you don't remember negative times negative is positive. Just just saying. Anyway, so to get back to what I'm saying about planning for a sub, plan to give the sub some time to introduce him or herself and to set up the class as they will be driving it for the day. However, I also learned this. Many subs have a passion for speaking to a captive audience about all kinds of things that may or may not have anything to do with the lesson at hand. I have returned from an absence to hear, oh yeah, we didn't actually do anything. The sub told us all about a cross country trip they took in, an, in a V-dub van after college. okay. <laughs> so don't give the sub free reign to just monologue for the entire period. And the best way to do that is to plan your lesson with the students before you're gone. So this is a huge breakthrough. Tell your kids you're going to be absent. Where, why, for how long, to alleviate all of that anxiety or elation or confusion that they have when they walk into the room and it's not you. And tell them what they need to do while you're gone. Explain to them that the substitute, regardless of the instructions you leave, will know far less about the context of the lesson than the students will. The sub doesn't know what we did yesterday or last week or at the beginning of the year to prepare for this lesson. The students do. So use that resource and instruct the students not only on the content of the lesson but on your expectations for their behavior. Make them know and understand that you value the sub as a human being and you expect your students to value and respect the sub as a human being as well. Set the expectation for obedience and courtesy and respect. Make that very clear to your students. There is a very common feeling, especially among high school students, that substitutes are pushovers, idiots, undisciplinarians, and a sub day is a day that they get to frolic as they choose, not a day of serious learning combat that head on. You want to keep the momentum going in your class every day, whether you are there or whether a sub is standing in for you. So set your sub up for success by letting the kids anticipate the sub and then by giving the sub some key components to driving your class well. Number one, a seating chart a printed seating chart I have an entire episode dedicated to the importance of seating charts so I refer you to that if you want to know more about my reasoning behind that but when prepping for a sub print the seating chart so that the sub has it mobile they aren't glued to the computer screen to take role or to recognize A student's name. They can walk around the room with that seating chart and know which student is which and what their name is and how to address them. Seating charts are the number one key for a sub to feel some control of the class. If it's an open seating class where every student can choose his or her seat wherever, Taking role alone wastes a huge amount of class time and opens the huge can of worms of classroom management issues of students pretending that they have different identities than they actually do because the sub doesn't know any better. Give your sub a seating chart. Provide the sub with some brief notes on what to expect from the students. Now I could go on for days about unhelpful details about students. This student is prone to this type of misbehavior. These are the number of chances they have burned. This is the shortness of the stick they're dealt with. Just say, don't let so-and-so give you any guff. Call the principal if you have any problems with them. To me, that was code for when that kid over, when he or she enters the room, greet them by name, because you can look up their name and face on the seating chart and make that connection to decrease their chances of being a behavior problem. But don't make notes only about your problem students make notes also about which students are good resources, which students can help you with classroom procedures, which students are likeliest to know where extra copies of stuff are kept. Usually that should be your aid, if you have an aid that period. Again, I have an entire episode on student aids and how to most utilize their resources Helping substitutes, huge asset if you have a good aid. And of course, notes on things like fire drill evacuation plans and referral procedures and so forth. Notice that I have yet to say anything at all about the lesson content which you should entrust to a substitute. I will just say this about lesson content. Make the content something meaningful. Ask the students to do something rather than not. Subs are able to do much more than press play on the VCR. I understand VCRs are so outmoded, many new teachers may never have had to even drive one but the concept of letting a technological device sub in for a teacher is a bad one. Let the human be a human in front of your class. Now, after you've had a sub, you're going to get reports back from your students on what they thought of the sub's competence, personality, sense of humor, personal appearance and myriad other things. Listen to that feedback, albeit take it with a grain of salt, because here's a catch-22. You want to choose competent subs, but since you're gone when there is a sub, you never actually get to see the sub in action. And even if you ask among your colleagues for their recommendations, they are similarly hobbled. When the sub is there, the teacher isn't. And so you kind of have to learn by trial and error, which subs obey the directions you give them and which tell about VW trips across the country, which ones do not drive class well from a classroom management perspective and so forth. Now, having said all of that about feedback from the kids about the sub, please read the sub's notes back to you to know where they left off with the lesson, what the students were like in class, and learn what you could do better next time to plan for a sub's needs. My only last thought about lessons for subs is Give them far more to get through in a class than they will possibly have time for. And let the sub know you don't expect them to finish, but you can get to here or here or here. Just let me know where you leave off. The worst possible thing as a sub is 20 minutes of no, particular goal in mind downtime with an entire class of teenagers. It is a nightmare waiting to happen. (laughs) So give the students and the substitute plenty to work with, to learn from, to be engaged with, to enjoy an educational opportunity together. If you can't let the kids know in advance that you'll be gone, leave them a note for the sub to read to them in the sub notes, addressing the students and giving them your expectations and the outline of the day for the sub. I love substitute teaching. I love the challenge of learning a new class in a nutshell, in a moment. I love the variety of subjects I get to discuss rather than reading Romeo and Juliet aloud for the 83rd time. I get to talk about ionic bonds and how they're different from covalent bonds. It's really exciting to mix it up. Substitutes are a very mixed lot. There are awesome subs, There are terrible subs, and there are tons and tons and tons of okay subs. As a person who taught Spanish, I gave up pretty early on counting on a sub to be able to speak Spanish. Again, I knew how to plan so the kids could drive the class regardless of the sub's expertise with the subject matter. Substitutes are a necessary part of your teaching life. Learn to use them well, to plan well for them, and to think of your class from the substitute's perspective. All of those will help your student's educational journey be more consistent and more beneficial.